podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. Absolutely delighted to be joined. I guess this, we can officially say this is now the postseason. All the World Championship stuff and all is over for us. So uh, delighted to be joined by Belfast Giants number 35, Andrew Dixon. How are you, Dicko? Yeah, really good, really good. Just back from uh, AAA. So seen some, seen the couple of guys who are left in Belfast here. So nice to be home. But uh, yeah, as you said, it's the off-season now. And um, I think everyone in the team deserves a little bit of a break. Does it just... Uh, we're back to recording podcasts. There's still a bit of daylight outside. It's starting to starting to heat up. It's hard to believe that it's almost a year. It's May now, but like August guys started coming in for this season back in August uh, for the CHL sort of starting at the start of September. It's going by quicker than I thought it was going to at the start of the season. You're thinking this is a bit of a long slog, and I'm sure it was a slog for you. But let's talk a wee bit about the season, Dicko. Um, you know, you're coming in in August. Let's talk about the goalie group, I suppose. You, Wes, and, and Peyton Jones. Hell of a guy, unfortunately, left us in December. But you guys set up well together. Just enjoy each other's company and stuff. Yeah, yeah. R- right from the very off, it was it was a good big group. Um, Jonesy and Wiss, very hardworking. Um, so I mean, you say August, but I think I think me and Wiss were easily on the ice start of July. Um, and even though you know you're not you're not getting paid in July, and, and you're you've no obligation to be there keeper makes sure you're there so and then obviously uh yeah Peyton comes in and sometimes it's interesting obviously I played with Besco before and, and I knew Sheen Owen and, and obviously Murph so you never you never know what you're getting with a new goalie and, and how they go to jail you know some goalies can be you know quite um what's the word uh they don't want to share the net basically um so you know some goalies are happy enough to let you set the bench but Jonesy was nearly the complete opposite he he wanted you to get in and get reps and he wanted us all to do things and he actually sort of changed the way we do our warm-up. He came in and, and he added, you know, shot warm-ups and, and bomber, you know, helps do that. So Junji's a great guy. And as you said, he left in December. It is what it is, you know. Um, I think it worked out for both parties in the end. He got lots of games and we had lots of success. So, you know, it, it was fine. And and yeah, we wish him all the best still. That leaves that little bit. I remember talking to Cons on, on one of the last podcasts and Lining up against um, Jonesy, obviously in the semi-final of the uh, playoffs, give them a little bit because you want to score on your old teammates. You do, and, and he wants to stop his old teammates too, and and yeah. he he knows his teammates, and and also you know you know he's not he's not a better guy really got there, but you know there is a little bit if you know you move away from a team, you want to show them you know okay you brought a guy in basically, and and you, you want to show them that they maybe made the the wrong decision or or whatever, but. You know he's uh I've I've spoke to him since the since the season's over and everything like that there so he'll be getting back to work just like the rest of us after a mature break. And let's let's look uh, only a couple of weeks to go um we're going to be getting that CHL um draw coming up for to see who we're going to get next season. But good trips for you last year. Did you get on any of the trips? Yeah, I went on all of them. Yeah, um I I made sure in the in the summer uh, I said if uh, if they didn't take me on the trip to Davos, I was going to trash the dressing room while they were away. So um so they took me. It was it was a real um a bucket list. I done an interview for one of the warriors or something last year, and they said if you had an ideal draw, who who would you have? And 
I always wanted to go to that rink in Davos. It's it's one of those things that it's in the NHL game and, and they play the Spangler Cup there every winter. And it's, you know, if, if you've never seen it or you didn't get a chance to or you're a new fan, you didn't see it, go look at it. It's all made of wood from the surrounding area, from that forest. Um, it's also the highest um, highest uh, village in in, uh, in Europe, I believe, that has a nice rink anyway. I genuinely found it hard to breathe in the, because of asthmatic. I found it hard when I was training there, but it was a fantastic rink. I remember saying to Kiefer, before the game, if you can't get up to play in this rink, then there's no hope for you in hockey. So it was brilliant. Yeah, I've got a good picture of me there, so I'm, I'll, I'll get that framed eventually. And then we, we bounced straight back from CHL. Actually, I know we had a couple of games still left to play, first four CHL games, straight into um, Challenge Cup action. I was trying to, the brain was trying to <laughs> get But um, in the Challenge Cup action, and over the last number of years, we've treated this, comp- this competition with real respect. We want to get that number one seed. That might be a little bit more difficult for you. In years gone by, sort of maybe more dead rubbers at the end where you could get ice time. You understand, but how important it is come January, February to get that number one seed as well. Yeah, and a big point was made that I think Keith had done a really good job of, of drawing into the guys because there's been coaches in the past who have sort of, you know, really looked down or don't care at all. Cup game, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Um and yeah, it was good. Obviously, I got some games and things got there. But you know, it's a banner at the end of the day. You know, you can go home, you know, with a trophy and you know, you look at Fife, they took it very seriously because uh, obviously, you know, that's that's a real shot for them to get a little bit of a, a banner and a big night. And even though, you know, it didn't go their way, you know, they had a bit of a Cinderella story. And I, I was really, really impressed with Fife's run. And yeah, I think more teams should take it seriously. I mean, theoretically, I know we don't win it and we have this year, but it, it is a hard competition to win. We didn't have an easy route. I know we have the Scottish teams, but then we had to play Guildford, we had to play Nottingham. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. It's always a good night. And I suppose... Ever since we, you know, it's it's changed. It used to be, you know, a host, and now that you're the top seed, you get it at home, and it's it's, you know, both those Challenge Cup wins at home have been fantastic, like memories for everyone. Yeah, and then we go through the the sort of the late autumn end of the winter, and it wasn't an easy process for us either. And I know we always go along the line of we're a no excuse organisation, but we did get hammered with the, the long road trip where we had a lot of bodies dying injured, and things just weren't going well for us on and off the ice, and just. It, that that's sort of right up to even the start of December, the real turning point, probably the Manchester games. Um yeah. where we there there was a turn in the road. We could go one or two directions and and thankfully we were able to, to kick on and, and get on the better things over Christmas. Yeah, we we were really struggling at that point. And uh yeah, as you said, I remember I commentated one of those Manchester games and it's it's hard to be you know diplomatic whenever you're at your own teammates. But after that game I I made sure I was in the dressing room because I knew something was going to be something said and Steve Thornton came in the room and Steve Thorne doesn't come in the room very often. He actually said it's the first time he's been in the room in, in, in three years. Um, and whenever the GM feels like it, he he needs to come in and address it, and he said, you know, we need to we need to have a look ourselves. We need to look at our recruiting, and then you know we've seen things happen. We've seen players move on, and and you know good guys, but you know it just didn't it didn't happen. And I think you know Thorne and all realised that if we stayed on the track we were on, we we were going to end up with with no silverware at the end of the year and at that point we were quite far back in the league and, and, and not playing well and as you said you know we you know everyone sort of rallied around that and it was maybe a wake-up call that we need and you know it's unfortunate to lose guys but I think the guys we brought in really helped us and then obviously at the back end one of, one of your little team that came back retired on retired he said never say never about this time last year when he retired but the big the big moment I suppose for for maybe the club it was just after Christmas there New Year's Day I think Besco came back yeah, and you know, I, I stayed in regular contact with him and, and, and I kept asking him, is, is there any, are you going to come back? Are you going to play? Because I knew that, um, I knew that 
Austin wanted him to come back and, 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 and play. And, and I think that's a big part of it whenever you're a dad. I know Murph talked about that as well. You know, whenever you have a son, you want them to, you know, see you play and be able to bring the money, things out there and get cool photos. And, and, and you know, I, I mean, if, if there was ever a chance that Pesco was going to go back, I think we have to jump on it. You know, he's he's, he's definitely the best netminder the organization's ever had, one of the best the league's ever had. Um, and yeah, it... it um, it was it was a real strong. It just added to our net minded group. I know at that point we still had Jones A and we had Wes and and me. So you know he was able to come in and and you know I also have to sort of talk about Wes as well because I thought he was fantastic. Some of those he he sort of took that little role for a while as well and then he came in and you know it'd be very easy for him to throw his head up and, and have a half. There was nothing like that there. Um, and, I, and you know obviously he knew him and, and we gelled as a group and, and Besco really stole the show again this year as he does. Interesting that you say, of course, you're such big mates with Stephen Murphy that you you, you say Besco, the best one. We did, during lockdown, we did our starting six little podcasts where we talked about the best players. At that stage, Besco had only played one season and a lot of the other guys had went for him as the best that's ever played for the club. I went with Murph over 400 games and he had won everything at that stage. Obviously, Besco's now had two, three seasons, won a Grand Slam, won two trophies, won a legacy exceptional but can you is there differences massive differences between them size obviously but in in terms of what to bring you're saying Besco just ever so slightly above Murph yeah I'm going to give it to Besco now I mean he's been here what three seasons and what's he won how many trophies seven something like that something three leagues yeah so I know I know I know, I know Murph won what three leagues and, and punch cups yeah. as well or at a playoff which is a big one um, you say is there, is there differences? You can look at the size, and you know, you know very much. There's an age gap there too, where best goes the modern goalie plays the modern way, Murph plays our way. But there's there's one thing very in common, and it's their absolute calmness in the moment. They you could you could literally have a conversation with Besco about anything about a video game about golf in the middle of a game and he'd be laughing and, and linesman like I was talking to Fitas he was our code manager away with Aaron he was talking about he was oh like uh, I hope you bring Besco back because you know you can go up and talk to him he's never never any problem and, and Murph was like that as well and you get our goalies like me and you could you can't do that whenever I'm in a game I'm trying to think about myself and and you know you get goalies like that and they, they want to be left alone they're closing their eyes in the dressing room they're doing all that nonsense they um but um yeah they're, they're both so calm in the moment which is you know, it makes the game easier for them. Let's let's go on to whatever it was, early March and the Challenge Cup final, you say, against Fife. A, another great memory, and I, I talk about it on the podcast from time to time, and you've mentioned as well, this game is about making memories and hanging banners, and we've got another one. Yeah, and that's it, you know, another banner. We won one, the one we won in Cardiff was great because we had a little bit of a trophy drought, and then we had the one against Guildford, and it's still great when the trophy, and I'm not taking anything away from that, but, you know, the rink was half empty that night, you know, because we were both away teams and, you know, in Cardiff, neither team from Wales. And, you know, whenever you can get it at home, like, we, the, people were scrambling for tickets. And I, I know our ticket sales were good anyway, but that was always going to be a sellout. And, and then, you know, I have family there, so it, it, they're all buzzing, and you get people who maybe haven't come in a while, and, you know, it, it's a real atmosphere. And, you know, obviously, the Fife fans, you know, it was a real Cinderella for them, so they were having a great time too, and... You know, obviously, you know, whatever you can win it on the ice and you can bring out your friends and, you know, you guys or guys in the organisation who maybe don't get to come to, uh, you know, every away game, get to come out and have their moment with the trophy, which is very deserved as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just memories, memories on home ice. I don't know if you win it at home. The, the, the game that stands out to me most in my career is whenever we won it in 2011 at home. It was fantastic. It was, it was just the best thing ever. Um, 
or 10 or whatever year it was. But um, yeah, so if you can win it at home, I just think it means so much more to have everyone there, your support group, and, and it's a big thing for everyone in the organisation. So it goes back to that number one seed, how important it is. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps there. Diggo, it's, it's funny how many players reference that 2000, I think 2011, whatever it was, Sheffield Steelers at home. Um, yeah. I think I ended up winning 5-1. Jeff Mason scores a, a early blue line slap shot. It's like everything set up. We scored early, so the pressure was off in the crowd. But um, yeah. funny just how many of the guys, Kiefer, etc., have all gone back to that one game. must be a real key career moment. Yeah, because because just the way we win leagues, apart from 2014, we've always had to come from behind and 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 do it. And that like, I just I can remember like some some like just a few things about the game. I can remember being behind the net celebrating with everyone. I can remember when we scored and Peaks was like beside me, like jumping up and down like a child on the bench. I can remember Robert Dowd tried to spin a rama on a penalty shot, and Mace was like, "What you know? What's he doing?" Like you know, and stuff like that there. But I also remember Kiefer kicked out of the zone, which is like a big a big play for him. Um, but I think you know we were under so much pressure, and if you look at the size of the teams there, we have, and now you know we didn't have a lot of spare bodies. So I remember we fought a little bit of injury. We lost some guys that year, and and obviously it was my first sort of full year as a backup. So I, I really enjoyed that one. But yeah, I think it was just because we hadn't won it in a while, and then to do it at home is extra special. And then we'll go to the league, the league where we were chasing Guildford. Everybody was waiting. We, we talked about it from September. We didn't think they had the depth to go, but they just kept winning. We kept closing the gap, and it was an it's like probably one of the most exciting league finishes for for a number of years. But um, we managed to hunt them down, be the hunter, not the hunted. Not what they say. And we that's, were we were uh, right, able, yeah. to, able to hunt them down and uh, and get that league trophy. Yeah, and, and, you know, everyone talked about it, you know, Christmas time. Uh, well, I don't think they'll hang on, you know, I don't know. Like, they've never been here before. And I think the, the biggest tournament moment in, in the league was whenever we played them in Guildford and it was a bit of a blowout win to us. I can't actually remember the score. But I remember I was on the bench doing the, the iPad for, you know, nothing really. I was just watching, to be honest. But um, there's not much you can do with an iPad. But, um, yeah, so um, but I remember they kind of lost their composure that game and their goalie charged our bench and they were taking hacks at guys and there was like a load of fights and we blew them out of the water and that was a real statement win. Um, I know that the big ones whenever we beat them at home, but, uh, you know, I know the Dundee game, We, you know, half the guys were drunk, but, you know, we still had a chance to win it the night after as well. So I really think that that game in, in Guildford was a big turning point and you know, fair play to them. I think they'll regroup now. They've had a taste of it, and they'll if, if they can, you know, keep their core and maybe add a little bit more. You, you never know. If they've got that experience now, they'll be another tough team to, to try and topple. And let's let's talk briefly about the the celebrations. Obviously, there was straight after the game that the, the night we managed to pick the league trophy up, and then you obviously have got to travel the next day, which is less than ideal. Got yourself half an hour between the pipes, but um, I don't know. Where were you feeling it that night? Well, that was a that was a rough game. Um, it was, and you know what? I I was on the bench, and I didn't know if I was. Going to, I think West didn't want to play. West was kind of wanting me to play, but Keeper was like, "Yeah, I'm playing a while, West, so you're going to play." And uh, he's like, "Dick, we'll get you in there halfway or something out there." And I was like, "That's fine." And I watched us the first couple of well half game, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like because West was playing really well, he was like making like big saves, and I was like, "Oh, we're in trouble." The um and then whenever we then I was I actually thought it was all right but then it got away from us and you know there wasn't too much made about it in fairness the um it's one of those games everyone everyone like sour key guys and 
you know, uh, I'll not, I'll not, uh, I'll not fault the guys for not being in their A game that night. They're lucky half of them were on the boat, to be honest. To the um, <laughs> it was it was one of those games, you know, just get through it, don't get hurt because we had the playoffs coming up. So, um, no, we'll, we'll we'll forgive them for that one. And you know, it's not like I was not drinking the night before either, so I wasn't on top for me there. So, but it's all right, you know. We'll give we'll, we'll chop up. We we'll gave Mesa a win at the end of the season there. That's it. And um, this is was going away present for me, as it turns out. But um, then we go on the playoffs just the following week. It's a, a quick turnaround. And we've talked, Adam talked about it. I think it actually, it might have been either Doug Christians or Paul Lady, this sort of term, the collective exhale came about. That's about 10 or 15 years about winning the league, having a little bit of a celebration and having to turn it around within a week. And guys have kind of like, they've took a big deep breath and it's hard to turn it back on again and Glasgow was not an easy quarter final no no it wasn't no and and Glasgow's another team that Kiefer alluded to had um had went through their share of adversity you know what did they go like oh and 23 or something stupid something ridiculous at the start of the season they didn't win a game you know fired their head coach made some questionable recruiting decisions that you know backfired and, and then you know the sponsors pulled out and they really struggled and they took their ice out so they were a team that were playing for each other you know one of their players ended up being the coach so you know they put up a real fight and you know those are dangerous teams those teams that just make it in because they're playing for their lives the whole way through um and usually that usually there's an upset somewhere but this year you know i think all the teams you went through were were, were the big dogs really um i know guilford didn't play through but you know you know, it wasn't going to be an easy playoff. And as you said, that turnaround's quick, especially whenever you've had the success that we had. You know, it's easy for some guys to move, well, we've won the league, you know, feel like we've done enough. But there certainly was no, um, there certainly was no foot off the gas for us. We were right back in the rink training and, and getting prepared for it. But you said it, Glasgow certainly didn't make it easy in that first round. And then we go on the finals weekend and, and I suppose the week leading up the weekend as well. We only see, we only see little bits and pieces during the week and then, Whenever we hit the ice, or well, just slightly before we hit the ice, the guys were dialed in for this weekend. Once we got the nod in them, they wanted that third trophy badly. Yeah, correct. It's the first time. I think it's one of the best things the league do is the playoff finals weekend. They they make such a good atmosphere, and you know they run it so well. Um, I know that our playoffs can be criticised for basically being four games. You could win the three of the games, win a trophy. Um, but it's just the way British hockey is set up at the minute. I don't know if that'll ever change in the future or whatever, but that weekend is actually fantastic. Um, and the semi-final um, against, you know, we played well against Nottingham, but they had their chances too. Um, so, yeah, once I'm always worried about that that semi-final game because uh, nobody wants to play in that third and fourth place game, least of all me. So I, I was nearly more worried about that at that point. But, yeah, once once we got through that semi-final, it was, it was, uh, it was a real relief and, yeah, it doesn't get any easier from there playing, you know, Cardiff. Many times have they won it three or something in the last three. So yeah. they're a team who knew how to win it. Um, and, you know, they were they were looking for a trophy. You know, nobody has won it in all year. So also, whenever you're the top dog, everyone's gone in for you. So the final, certainly, I knew it wasn't going to be an easy affair. And a little bit of redemption, as you say, we obviously had Cardiff Devils. We've had them over a few playoff finals a couple of years ago. Colin Shields hits the post apart. You know, Ben Bounds is beaten mm-hmm. width of a puck from from winning it that year. Darcy Murphy obviously going out the previous year and just different things just went against us. Last year didn't go so well for us in the final, but this year what we we were now we were up in the in the Giants box and one nil down. It's going right it's well in the second period. You could cut the atmosphere with a knife. I don't know what it must have been. Josh Roach just turned around to everybody and just went, calm down. We've got this. 
calm down. Everybody just chill out. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And within about two minutes, we'd scored and he just turned around and said, like, told you. And, and from then, I think once we got that first goal past Bounce, uh, yeah. it was foot in the past time. And, and once that second and third one went in, we, we sort of took control of the game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's always the danger with those sort of short playoff series is, is that you could literally come against a hot goaltender who, you know, makes two or three, un- you know, unbelievable saves. You might hit a post, you know, that could be the difference in four goals, obviously. And, you know, they can steal it. But, um, and I thought he was, he made a couple of big saves early on. He was scrambling, made that big glove save. I can't remember who it was on. We hit the post, you know, he fought a couple off. And then, you know, as you said, once once it, once it goes in, you know, then I thought that we really, I think that lifted the bench and, and as you said, took a lot of pressure off as well. And, and then we went after them. And from there, there really only was one winner. Um, I think around the league, talking to other guys, play for other teams, no, it was pretty widely accepted that we were the best team all season once we sort of got our act yeah. together. So so you know, um so maybe maybe, you know, we were all worried for nothing, but you know, you just can't take it lightly. And that moment when the final well, when Mark Cooper probably scores the empty netter, we we know it's over, but those last 30 seconds or ever, whatever around the bench were pretty exciting. But when that final hitter goes and Besco drops the bucket and the sticks and the gloves go up. It must be pretty exciting to be so closely involved with that. We're very privileged that we're just by the side watching in. It's like dream come true stuff. But to be the guy, just to go into that huddle, must be very special, Deco. It's it's funny because a lot of time it just feels like relief, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. thank God, finally, you know, because we've been there, been around the twist and, you know, done it all. So in that one, I was just like, thank God, it's about time, you know. Um I know I was I was on that team that sort of won in two thousand and nine, but I wasn't really on the team. Um, so I know I know how how long it's been since we since we've won it, and and it's just nice to get that one in the collection. So, you know, it's it's so well deserved, and and to finally you know get that monkey off the back. And another one that I felt you know extra special for was Kiefer because he's wanted that one for a long time as well. So and, and he he thoroughly deserved it this year. So yeah, for for me it's just relief, just get it done, you know, and then. And then the party begins. So, but you, you're right. Those those moments when it's just the players against the glass and everyone's you know together, are are just pure ecstasy and nonsense all at the same time. And it's uh, they're they really stick in your mind and they're really special. I don't think I'll be forgetting any of them anytime soon. And then that's well, we'll leave the Giants behind for now. Obviously, then post season for yourself, post team. A lot of guys. I don't know whether you all came back to Belfast together, or even whether some of the guys stayed in Nottingham. I don't know what the the logistics of boys going up to GB, but you had a very short break and then off for some international duty yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the guys who play for the international teams, Great Britain and then in Ireland, myself, um, the, the GB guys literally go two days after. They get a quick celebration at home. Yeah, everyone did come home and it was nice that everyone yeah. came home and, and, and went out, said goodbye to each other. You'll never see everyone together again. That'll be the last the last time we were all together. One place would have been on the bus home and, and that's it. And that's just the way hockey is. Um um, you'll never get the, the same team back again. And then basically, yeah, the, the GB guys fly out pretty quick the next day because they do train camp. I had a bit of a, of a wait for my own. Um, and yeah, it's just like a little bit of extension of the season. Um, and at that point, it, it feels different. Obviously, the, the Ireland setup's not quite what the Giants is. It's growing and they're, and they're developing, which is where they are. Um, so there's no, there's no, there's not really any practice or camps for it. You, you, you show up and then we do a couple of sessions there. But uh yeah, it was it was it was nice to get a little bit of a break, and and you don't want too much of a break because you don't want to fall out of the way of of you know playing or your fitness when they got there. So it was probably just the right amount of time, and then and then straight off to to Bratislava. 
And tell just give us a, a, a brief overview on the trip. What, what was it like, standard of hockey? How much game time did you get yourself? You know, what tells all about and, yeah. and obviously to get time to visit a little bit of the, the city itself. Yeah, so basically, um, I played there. I played on the development cup last year, so I sort of knew sort of what the standard was, and it, it was really hard to gauge going in. And this year we had Argentina, who were a little bit of an unknown. We hadn't we hadn't seen them before, so you never know what you're getting, and you can't see them play. So we played them first. So we got there, we trained for a couple of days, and the Ireland team this year have really tried to push some some actual structure into their hockey. Before it was really just put some lines out and see who you go, play man on man. But it was tough. We were playing Liechtenstein and, and Columbia last year who were, who were well coached. So now we're trying to do some actual D-zone coverage and breakouts and power play and PK and all that like that there. So we actually had a, a coach from the the KHL team in China, who a guy called Greg Ireland. Um, Greg Ireland uh, was actually Kiefer's coach twice. He coached him in Manitoba and then he traded for him. Um, took him to the coast as well so he he knew Kiefer very well so I was speaking to him and, and he knew Dees who is uh he used to be Cardiff's equipment guy so I was chatting to him and things got there and you know he's he's been coaching in the KHL he used to be in the Red Wings organization that's where he would have known Kiefer from Grand Rapids so he uh he has come in and he was he was trying to like you know teach him PK and teach him D-zone coverage and things like that there and you know I wouldn't say that we're quite there yet with it um we gave up a lot of goals just with sloppy D zone this year but we're, we're we're going the right way and you know the Ireland team are really trying to get together you can't you can't get everyone together on the ice because there's no real ice um so we have to have zoom meetings and you know we watch it'll be like Toronto or whoever will watch their D zone and then they'll ask us questions and ask who who should be going there and things like that there so we're all really trying to learn actual hockey not you know the skating and the shooting and things we're actually trying to learn how to play as a hockey team which the hardest part because that'd be the biggest thing about Belfast hockey is generally players from Belfast don't have any hockey IQ. They, they don't really know much about breakouts when they got there because they don't get coached it, unfortunately, in junior. And until I went to the Giants, I didn't I didn't know what the weak side was. If you don't know what the weak side is, it's the side with no puck. They um and so they were talking uh, guys laugh at this. They were like the weak side. I was like, what's the weak side? I thought they were talking about like one of the D men was you know weaker than the other in terms of like skating or something like that there. Like no idea like literally no idea so i had to learn it whenever i came here but um long story short yes the ireland team are trying to develop that way it'll be a long road and, and you never know it could, it could, could all come good we we didn't do as well last or this year as did last year the competition again was pretty tough argentina was our first game and they had a couple of players from the ushl which is basically the top junior league in america and then a guy from the east coast league and those three guys really just skated rings pretty much around us unfortunately um so we lost that game we were in that game right until the third period as well and then penalties and just discipline and, and lacking d zone they skated out like, uh, it was like 11 6 or something like that there high score games most of the games um so I think I had 63 shots in that game and a lot of them were were, were high-quality chances. So, I mean, I wasn't happy that we lost, but I, I didn't feel like I got too bad. In the next game, we played Columbia, tight one again. I think it was 6-4 with an empty net, so 6-5. And then, you know, we then pulled the goalie. And Columbia won it last year. Um, maybe not just as good this year, um, but uh, you know, we were right in that game again. You know, it could have went either way. A couple of... A couple of couple of plays again just cost us and we played Portugal on the so I played both those games played Portugal on the the third game now uh 
Portugal, are, you know, they're 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 very much developing. Um, they're 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 really struggling at that. Even at that development cup, there most teams. One team beat them twenty-one nil, and another team beat them twelve nil or whatever. So we played Callum, the other goalie, a kid from Belfast, under nineteens, basically. Um, who who's a good kid. He, you know, he plays in Belfast, plays Dundalls, can't get, can't really get anywhere to play because we've no SNL team, we've no under twenties when they got there, so he's kind of in limbo right now, where he has nowhere to play. Um, so it's good for him to, you know, get a game against Portugal. Uh, I thought he done very well. He got scored on once, and it was a, a tip in front, you know, something out there. Not much he could do about it. I think they were maybe on the power play actually. So it was good for him to get that, you know, that first win for him for this for the senior Ireland team. I think he's played for the junior team before, so. Um, Props to him. And then the last game was Liechtenstein, who won it. So we lost that one again uh, by one goal, basically empty net, you know. So um, another tight game. And, you know, they they, they sort of barred us a bit as well. Um, but, you know, those two games, you know, could have went either way. And, and Argentina, you know, outskated us a little bit. But Liechtenstein won the whole thing. And then that was it. You know, it was quick. The four games, Andorra were supposed to play, but they end up didn't. They didn't come. So we, so one, we lost the team. Um, it is a double IHF event. If you don't know, it's for teams basically who can't play in the World Championships. Um, to play in the World Championships, you have to have like a full, uh, a full-time rink. You know, it can't be a knock-up rink or anything like that. There, it has to be like a bricks and mortar proper rink, and you have to run a league. So Ireland doesn't qualify for that. So they play in the Development Cup. There'll be t- lots of other teams around. So, um, so you'll see us play some of them in the future. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all self-funded. Um, for all the players, the travel the travel was tough enough. We we basically stayed up all night that night and then had had train the next day, so it was pretty tiring. Um, but and you know they've done a good job and they do the best they can and you know every, everyone everyone tries and they're only going to get better. I think we had a lot more guys from Belfast come in this year. We had Adam Robinson, some Giants fans might know, they had a bunch of games for us. Um, yeah, he he's a help as well. So then some young kids from Belfast. So. Oh, it's, it's a development cup, and and I know they like having me, and I like going there as well. So yeah, I think that's pretty much all I can say about it. And I suppose that brings us neatly to the the end. You, you've said yourself there, it's a self funded trip. It's, it's not it's not the World Championships when you're Canada, USA, etc., where you're lifted and led in hotels and food. No, you had to pay for this yourself. So um, you put a, what, a lovely piece of memorabilia that you have probably quite dear to you Besco's grand slam game winning stick you put it up there for um a bit of a raffle um and unbelievably 353 people bought raffle tickets Deco. so we oh. have a little draw to do we'll do that first and then we'll have a little comment but if, let's see if i can do this first of all can't promise but we don't have patty here to help me <laughs> don't no that's the wrong one sorry here we go. Let's see. No, that's not it either. Just bear with me, people. Here, I'll maybe be able to edit this out. Might not be. Ah, here we are. Here we are. Again, can you see that on the screen? Yeah, yeah. Click the spin. Yeah, I've got yeah. Right. Click the spin. So everybody's name down the side here. I'll shuffle them so they're all random. So all three hundred fifty-three ticket names. You can see them down the side here. So. If I press spin here, Dego, you can announce the winner here. Okay. Here we go. Oh, it's tense. James Trotman. 
There you go. James Trotman, we will organize. I don't know how to come back. Let that go. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> uh, stop screen. There we go. So, James Trotman, we will be in touch. You can organize, or we will organize how to get that stick to you. But I suppose uh, we're sharing a total with you, Deco. We said okay. whenever we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, what do you think? We'll get maybe 100, 150 quid or something. 850 yeah. pounds, 69p. <laughs> Um, that's, so that's, um, that's I, I spoke to you. I, I, you may not remember because it was Gurnham Malamside on the ice just after the playoff final. When I was saying to you how you didn't believe us, how important you are to us and to the people mm -hmm. of Belfast, if that doesn't tell you because it's nothing to do with Dick stick, I told you you could have raffled your cap and you'd have got the same money. We love you, yeah. Man. Uh, no, it's it's um you've no idea it's it's so appreciated so it is um I mean I whenever you put these things up as I've said I thought we will we'll cover we'll cover the cost of the stick you know what I mean basically and yeah. the cost of the stick was a Nintendo Switch he stole my Nintendo Switch in, in exchange <laughs> for that stick so uh, no it, but that just you know says everything about the Belfast Jazz fan base and and you know people who support me to play hockey um so special to me and it's um it is so appreciated so it is you've no idea how much it means to me um. So thank everyone who entered, um, and thank you guys for doing, for helping me out as well. It means so much. Deco, the 2022-2023 season has been one heck of a ride, and that's it in the books. Hey, Marlon, yeah. Judy, done. So let's let's. I'm sure we'll talk over the summer, but enjoy what little break you get because it'll not be too long. I'm sure you'll probably be on the ice over the summer, but it'll not be too long that the bodies are starting to roll back through the drawer and that uh, CHL training getting underway. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, I'm, well, I haven't signed it or here yet, so but um, we'll, I'll beg Kiefer and see what he says. The um, the um, but yeah, well, if you, as I said, you guys are going to be busy over the summer with all the sign announcements and everything out there, so there'll be plenty for the Giants fans to keep their eyes on. And um, I also think that I noticed today that the Giants got nominated for an award, European award. So it just shows you, you know, those sellout games and and the show that we put on and the team that's been on the ice this year and our fan base and all it's all been one collective. It's been absolutely amazing. So it has been a fantastic season and i know all the boys are so so appreciative and so thankful and anyone who's not coming back love their time of Belfast, and most of it comes down to comes down to the fan base so being so so amazing to each player there go enjoy the summer yes you too i'll see you soon Podcast Network.